Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to him, kid. This is our new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. So who you're talking to? What's up, Xbox 12360 fans? We're coming at you with a brand new episode on After Buzz TV. We are going to have a special interview with Ricochet coming up later in the show. We're also talking the week's top pro wrestling news headlines. And we're going to cover a little Royal Rumble, too, because how could you not talk about that Rumble, huh? You guys can get your Xbox 12360 t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees. Be part of the crew. We love you. You love us. And uh, let me tell you who's here to love today. My name is Christy Olson. Jimbo's joining us on the couch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Xbox 12360. It's easy for you to say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. Mark, how you doing there in the booth? Doing fantastic, Christy. Happy to be here. Hello. Glad to hear that. And the uh, voice that you all just heard there for a moment, the man I believe you all tuned in for, the one and only Sean Xbox Waltman. Hey there. Woo. Hello. Hey, Jimbo. Remember yeah. I told you how to... Bust it up if you don't like it. How it's going? It's okay. We'll just roll with it. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> We're not perfect here at Xbox One Two Three Sixty. No, especially myself. Oh. So, but um, no, good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a, hell of a Royal Rumble. I was really. Uh, I didn't watch all six hours of Rumble uh, programming. Oh, oh, you didn't? No. Oh, geez. As I was telling you earlier, I do have a life. <laughs> <laughs> a really good life. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me because I did watch all six hours. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and you should, damn it. Right? So, no. so what were your thoughts? Because I need you to because I didn't. <laughs> what? What were your thoughts on the Rumble? I really, really enjoyed it. I'm not going to go, oh, that was the best Rumble in years or it was this or that. I'm just, I was watching it and I was just trying to soak it in and enjoy it without picking it apart, you know? And lo and behold, I really liked it. It was really fun not being like that. You but know? that's got to be hard, though, when you just um, know so much and you've been there. Yeah, but it's not hard when they don't give you much to pick apart and bitch about. So, uh, and of course, you know, people still did find things to bitch about. People are always of course. Course. things to bitch about. Yeah. What were like some of the positives before we went on air? You were saying the Rich Swan Neville match was really good. It was excellent, mm-hmm. and it was a it was the toughest spot of the night. It was what match did it go after? Was it? Um, it was after John Cena and AJ Styles, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and I mean, 
that's one of the best matches I've seen in. Oh no, a I'm long... I'm sorry. That one was after. Uh, well, it was after Reigns and Kevin and yeah. Kevin and, uh, and that was a great that match. Was a great, match. Mm-hmm. great. And I knew it was going to be great because I saw those guys on, on a house show at the Staples Center here in L.A. You know, and it was before TV, and you know, you don't want to get hurt before TV. And those guys yeah. work; they killed it. They effing killed it out there. So I knew this was going to be great. What do well, you think of the chair pyramid that Kevin got pushed through? Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of that whole like setting up, you know, you know, rearranging furniture doing a wrestling <laughs> match. But okay, fine. You know, I'm like I said, I was watching it to enjoy it and not pick it apart, and it didn't. It, it didn't stick out like a sore thumb or anything to me. It wasn't like I went, oh, geez, you know. Well, that match like had that. a little bit of everything. There was some comedy sure. there at the beginning. Those guys are just so good together. Yeah, and uh, there was, a, I mean, the whole show, I thought, for the most part, it was, I, like I said, going back to Neville and Rich Swan, toughest spot of the night. And that would be a match that people would think, oh, we put that, them on first. You know, they go out there and they kill it and they get the crowd, you know, they get the night off to a good start. Uh, but they put them in that spot that back in the day they would put the, the girls in. That would be the, the the ladies would be wrestling in that spot mm-hmm. because that's the ladies used to be an afterthought. So um, even though maybe some people might think that the cruiserweights or the afterthought, they rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Good for both those guys. Yeah, they have the toughest spot, I think, every week, every night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. What do you yeah, think anyway. of this transformation of Neville really, like, being this peel bad guy and not doing flying moves and finishing someone with a submission hold and all that Good. style? That's great. He's pulling it off. Yeah, and, and everybody knows he can do that stuff. So, I mean, and I think that's... But this, the stuff he still does is, is great. Mm-hmm. So, and, and as you know, you want to feature your opponents and make people cheer for them. That's, that's how you do point. it. Yeah. Never. If you're doing flashy moves, you know, and as the heel, and this is something that, you know, a lot of people in the industry talk about. And, um, well, a lot of us that are, that have been around a while, yeah. but a lot of the younger guys don't subscribe to that. And, you know, they go out there and they are outshining the baby faces. So, I don't know, it's just, so back, back to your question, yes, I really enjoy Neville and, and everything that he's doing right now, and he really needed it because he was getting really, really frustrated, and I don't blame him. Don't blame him. Yeah. So. Is he one of the guys that you talk to every once in a while? No, not only when I see him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't correspond with him or, or any, anything like that, but, you know. Really, really super guys and, and, and amazing talent. So, yeah. How about John Cena scoring that 16th title? Oh, God. What? Just, they don't match. Pro wrestling matches don't get any better than that. Now, okay, you might go, oh, yeah, because, you know, people came back at me, Okada, Omega, da da da. Okay. It's, it's subject to opinion, but I said, I didn't say it was better than, I just said they don't get better than that. And they don't. So, okay, maybe that was Omega Okada was as good. But, and and did anybody hear about, like, both of those guys, Okada and Omega, like, throwing shade on uh, Cena? And, 
Yes. Yeah, they she tweeted and said they match? could have had that match too or how something about, to that effect. How about just giving them props for having a great match? That's what, you know, that's what we usually do. That's mm-hmm. the professional thing to do. That's it what just, John Cena would do. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a little disappointed to, to have read that. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Ric Flair was actually there, and there reportedly were originally plans to have him come out and be in the ring with John and do kind of a little ceremony, and they, they decided to scrap that and kind of, I think, save it for maybe the next big win. What do you think about that? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. It Makes wasn't sense. even a thing that I thought about, oh, honestly. Really? You weren't like, where's Ric Flair? What is he? No, What's his opinion on this? No, it wasn't. I was just happy that, you know, they had an amazing match and that John got the win and the people loved it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I wasn't really thinking about, oh, he just broke Nate's or he tied Nate's record. I know a lot of people were just wanting something I thought about. Yeah. That's all. Well, what did you think about the actual Royal Rumble match? It was good. Uh, there, there was, actually, it was it was really good, and it, it delivered. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, some people, their complaint was not enough nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I agree. There could have been some more of that, but it didn't hurt it. Uh, it was just a different kind of rumble, I think. And you know, we had Goldberg and some guy. You know, there some, were fewer surprises than there have been in the past. Right. Yeah, and maybe there were just less guys that have been around a long time that can actually go out there and do it, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um... How about Randy Orton taking it off? I'm very I'm good for Randy. And, you know, some people are going, oh, we've seen that match. Trust me, by the time WrestleMania comes around, they'll be wanting to see Randy Orton versus John Cena. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Even Randy Orton kind of came out afterward and said, no, no, no. Even if you guys don't know it, you want to see this match. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Watch. Wait and see. Okay, there's going to be some that are never, they're just not, because they already have their mind made up. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how good a job they do, you know, building that matchup. Mm -hmm. So, not even worried about you people. (laughs) You people. Forget you guys. (laughs) Because you people will never be happy. (laughs) That's so true. Well, you know, they have Elimination Chamber is a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view, and that's coming up just not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday already. So maybe some things will be shaken up before before we get to that Cena-Orton match. You think we'll ever see a women's chamber? People were really hoping for it this year. I'm not even a fan of... I don't even really... What is the chamber? <laughs> I sound really stupid. We should some ask people Eric Bischoff. Didn't he come up with that? <laughs> right, where they it's where they lock the people in the pods. Oh, not a fan. No, no. no. <laughs> You're not a, not a fan of being locked in the pod. No, it's not that. <laughs> I just don't. It gets kind of. I don't know. That it's just kind of convoluted. If I have to really like think about what, okay, what are the stipulations? Like if it gets a little too too complicated. Yeah, if people have to overthink, it's not good. Too much counting. Sure. Is my opinion. But I suppose I should actually watch one of the, what is it called? Elimination Chamber? Chamber. Yes. I suppose I should actually watch one from beginning to end before I really comment. And SmackDown's pay per views have been fantastic. So, as they're thinking it's going to be. As their weekly shows have been. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Road Dog and all the writers backstage. Yeah, of course. Now, I mean, they're, apparently, the, the ratings were great coming off of Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raw had some huge numbers and SmackDown as well. Great. I'm 
But you know what? Wrestling's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know time. what we talk about on this show sometimes. Terrible time to be a wrestling fan out there. <laughs> oh, so frustrating. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, so what else is this going is probably, on? Well, this is probably a good time to remind everybody that we are not only on YouTube, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. If you're checking us out on iTunes, please like, rate, comment, and subscribe. We'd love a five-star review. Let us know what you think about the show, what you love about it. We love to hear from you, and we do read those. So please like, rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it. Cool. I think maybe we should... Uh... Talk about some news. Let's do the X Pac 12360 News of the Week. Break it down! X Pac 12360 Wrestling News. Well, a lot of people did expect this guy to debut at the Royal Rumble. We didn't see him, but Samoa Joe appeared on Monday Night Raw this week, attacking Seth Rollins after Seth called out Triple H and actually yeah. made some made some pretty uh, strong threats, which apparently ticked Triple H off enough to send in Samoa Joe. So he hopped the guardrail and took Seth Rollins down in what became a very long beat town. So yeah. we know Samoa Joe is a 20-year in-ring veteran. He started off with the Ring of Honor, had a great run in TNA. He signed with WWE in 2015. So this has been a while coming. You know, he's 37 years old. So congratulations to him. However, this didn't end well for Seth Rollins. WWE is reporting that he injured his knee during this beatdown. And reportedly, this is not a storyline. He is in Birmingham, Alabama, being examined. He kind of felt awkwardly, they're saying, uh, during that submission hold at the end. And it's unknown at this time if he will miss WrestleMania. He even tweeted a picture of his knee in the brace, and he left Ron crutches. So, are you buying it? Oh, I, I didn't at, at first. Mm-hmm. When I saw, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, this is good. This is uh, they're really doing that because you know, making people think that they're going to miss out on Seth Rollins again for WrestleMania, and then they give it to him, makes them feel like they got something extra. Good idea." But then I watched the end of the beatdown when he went into the you know mm-hmm. into the naked choke. Yeah. Really, like, yeah, I could see how that tweaked his right, right knee. Yeah, and God, the the thing that just stood out to me was like, this beatdown should have been like a quarter as long as it was. My opinion, but I think my opinion I count. So I and it just seemed like it just drug on and on and on. Not that everything he did wasn't great, but mm-hmm. still, like two two cent. I mean, one's fine. I, I just, and I know, like, okay, we want to let people see, you know, what Joe does, but we didn't right. have to give it to him all in one beatdown. Shit. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, and then look what happened, you know, unfortunately. I think it's Bummer. interesting that he wore a tap-out shirt. Like, promoting tap-out, yeah, because WWE is with them and their sponsor, but tap-out is, like, known for being part of the UFC <coughs> and real fighting. And it gives it that feel of like, oh, this dude's a badass. He just came in, just wrecking shop, beating ass, mm-hmm. left him laying, and now he's hurt. His his finishing move is like a rear naked choke kind of submission. Gives it more of that real feel for Joe. Yeah, it was just a free shirt. <laughs> Free swag. <laughs> well, <not> Cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just started. <laughs> it's a Razor Ramon philosophy. I don't think Scott Hall has a t-shirt he paid for. Not one. <laughs> I love that. Let's give the people a little update from last week. 
Linda McMahon's appointment to the Small Business Administration has been approved. Her nomination has been, not unanimously, however, one person did vote against her. Can you believe who that was? It was Senator Cory Booker. This is the same guy who we told you last week called out Triple H and Stephanie at the nomination thing. Uh, whatever they call them on C-SPAN, you know? The hearings. Thank you. Fancy official word, hearings. And he was the one who said, oh, you know, your daughter is more intimidating than Triple H, and maybe I should take him to the Senate gym, and talked a lot of game, and then voted, was the only one who voted against Linda. Uh, That was just, it's just for show. He just needs to show unity with with his party. Okay. Well, with this, I just think that any, there's some Democrats that, doesn't matter. Like they're just gonna have to vote against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously, I think Cory Booker falls in that category because he's so, clearly a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Booker, Senator Booker, um, knew that she would be confirmed anyways. Yeah. So it wasn't gonna hurt anything, and it would make him look good to his party. So. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Mr. Booker. Yeah, he certainly <laughs> made a name for himself with all of yeah. this. Let's move on to a former WWE superstar. CM Punk, in an exclusive interview this weekend with Fox Sports, said that he has been in talks with Data White to return to the UFC, to the Octagon. Now, he made his debut in Cleveland last September at UFC 203 and was quickly defeated by Mickey Gall in a submission hold. So he is uh, chomping at the bit. He says he's working at it feverishly to return to the ring and that if it doesn't happen in the UFC, it will happen somewhere else. So he says he's giving Dana White some possible names and dates, and he's hoping that he will make his UFC return. Good for him. Here's Okay, when I was at Bellator, mm-hmm. uh, the Bellator event, you know, Chael Son and Tito Ortiz fight. Yeah, last weekend. Talking to a bunch of people I know, a bunch of fighters, okay? And, okay, just the, the whole CM Punk fighting thing. Yeah. So many people have thrown shade on him, talk shit, you know? The thing is, is every fighter I've talked to, None of them are doing it. Oh. They all respect what he's done. They, they, you know, he trained as a, as an MMA fighter. He put the work in. Hey, it was his first fight. His first fight. Mickey Gall's no, he's no slouch. I mean, <laughs> the guy is good. Yeah. So, guess I hadn't uh, thought about it that way. It literally was his yes, first fight ever. Yeah. So come on, people. If the if the fighters themselves respect him, I I, I dare the people to show him a little. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and if UFC is not the right fit for him, which maybe it's not, Bellator would be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's right up his alley. Yeah, yeah. They, they know have a lot of great things going and on. They too. Know, and Rich Chow, the booker of Bellator, the matchmaker, knows how to book opponents to make you know even matchups. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they don't always. Sometimes they're too even. <laughs> and the, <laughs> And the fight, maybe it might get a boring fight here and there, but... Yeah. Anyways. Well, we shall... We will be watching whenever it happens. Yeah. And TNA has given us something new to watch. One, two, three. 
pardon me, that's Impact Wrestling. They're really trying to push that now. They have announced the debut of a new digital series called A Day in the Life. So this is really cool. You're going to get to follow around Robbie E, Moose, Allie, I love her, Eddie Edwards, and then there'll be more episodes upcoming. This essentially is going to end up replacing uh, what's been going over really well, their first series called My First Day, where the stars kind of sat down and talked about their first day in TNA. So there will be a few more episodes of that, and then that show will be taking its bow on February 25th. So you can start seeing A Day in the Life, the brand new series, uh, the first, that's today, with Robbie E's episode. It is on TNA's social media. So check them out online. Nice. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've watched a couple of the uh, of the past My First Day ones, and it gives you a really cool inside look at some people that don't get a lot of uh, attention, yeah. maybe necessarily. I would like, was, sorry, go ahead. Is it going to be about them outside of wrestling and like Robbie E with having twins and his wife and their life there at home, or is it going to be this is what I do in wrestling and when I hang out on the road, I'm with these guys? And, yeah, I believe it's like a little bit of both. You're going to get kind of both of those depending on who it is, which episode. Like a Road Diaries style? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a way to get you care about the exactly. care about the personalities more. So I'm all for that. The impact talent. Yeah. We should talk about TNA a little bit more. Or impact. Yeah. Well, you know, they've been quiet for the last maybe kind of yeah. month or so. But they're starting up again having shows. And um, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit behind on my TV with them. But I know that uh, they're still doing great things, and, and the Hardys are still trying to kind of get a little more creative control and really give the people more of what the people have been yeah. loving from them. I watched. Did you ever? Did we talk about total nonstop deletion on here? We did. Oh, yeah, in December. Oh, yeah. It was so with good. With the drones, with the freaking fireworks and all that <laughs> shit. Everything. That is, was everything great. was amazing. From the the lake of reincarnation, it was all so good. Shane Helms. Shane Helms. Sugar Shane Helms, the hurricane, like all the, yeah. everything. It was so great. It was. It was really, really good. And it's funny, if you go back and think about if they pitched that, mm-hmm. everyone would, this is so dumb, no one's going to want to watch this. For sure. And now <laughs> sure. everyone's up in arms about how great it is. I'm not sure how many uh, of, of the best ideas out there, I, I'm, I wonder how many were shot down when they were first pitched. I'm going to say probably 90%. That's just what people do. If it's not their idea, they shoot it down until they can figure out how to make it their own idea. Vince McMahon. Anyways. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) Jeff Jarrett has recently kind of taken over the creative at TNA. And Dutch Mantel, uh, right? Yeah, Zeb Coulter's there too. And so there could be some brand new things going down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Zeb Dutch Mantel. Yeah. Brilliant. Jeff, brilliant. I love him. Yes. <laughs> brilliant. Those guys, I mean, people didn't, you know, they didn't know, they, they 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 took it for granted, you know, Jeff Jarrett when he was in TNA as far as what he actually brought to the table behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, they realized they didn't know their ass from deep center field when it come to run, run a wrestling company without him. Huh. True. Yeah. Even with people that have been in the wrestling business for years, it was chaos. So. Sounds like this time around he's going to be focusing on his behind-the-scenes job and that he won't be on TV much, if at all. So Good. And obviously that helps. It, it helps with, like, as far as some of the locker room resenting, you know, mm-hmm. pushing himself. So, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about some other big sports thingy that's going on this weekend. I don't know. 
This this NFL Super Bowl? I don't know if you guys have heard of this Super Bowl, but Oh, that's weird. I thought it was Superb Owl. <laughs> Good one, Mark. Well, I just wanted to give everybody a little update on the WWE colliding with the Super Bowl this week. So if you all didn't know, John Cena is a huge Patriots fan, and he actually said he told TMZ that he is kind of like the Tom Brady of wrestling. How do you imagine that? Well, he says, you know, year after year, no matter what adversity the Patriots face, they always do well, and everyone hates that. I agree. (laughs) I agree. He'll be amongst the fans this weekend. And also tomorrow, Thursday, you can see The Miz and Maurice. They're going to be on a live stream that's hosted by Snickers. So that's going down. Snickers is actually doing this 36-hour long live stream to build up to the Super Bowl. Starts at noon tomorrow. Uh, Betty White's also going to be there. Adam Driver. And, you know, Snickers is the exclusive presenting partner of WrestleMania 33. So lots of uh, synergy going down there. And just one more little tidbit. Kofi Kingston said on Twitter that he and Xavier Woods have placed a bet on this weekend's big game. So Kofi is a huge Patriots fan. Everybody knows that. And Xavier Woods is rooting for the Atlanta Falcons. So the loser is going to have to wear the other team's gear from head to toe. Okay. So a couple interesting tidbits there. You know, Carmella. Was a Patriots cheerleader for three years. Oh, I'm I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Not, oh, that's okay. That's not really that they, important. Yeah, but she was Carmela. Yeah, she was for mm. three years a Patriots cheerleader. Well, if you look up the photos online, she looks very different. So it's really, it's really fun. But no, not a not a football fan at all. No, I like to watch like, the fun stuff. You talk about it. Like, like you could be. I can get excited about a big about event. Like you know, I mean, and I'm not too looking forward to Lady Gaga, but it's fun. Not at all. No, nah. no. If it's not, it's not if it's not predetermined, you don't want any part of it. Not really at all. <laughs> yeah, Mark. like the NFL's not predetermined. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm uh, with any sport. I'm a fan of a good game in the Super Bowl because it's the two best in the country. It tends to be a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm a fan of the spectacle of it all. Yeah, and I'm. Really looking forward to the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. John Cena's voicing one. John Lovitz is doing another avocado commercial. That's supposed to be good. The one that, the I, I guess maybe it was last year. There was a show on TV last night that had like just Super Bowl commercials. Oh, yeah. And it was one with Cl- the Clydesdale horses and this dog and the wolf. Oh. oh, oh yeah, oh they do those every year, but there that may have been like the first of the classic or I last know year's. What. Oh my god, it brought tears to my eyes. Oh. Well, oh. speaking of, do you tune into the Puppy Bowl? No. No. Oh, you gotta you watch gotta the watch Puppy the Bowl. Puppy. <laughs> I, actually, the puppies we had the were puppies here. here. Yeah, yeah, they were oh. here at After Buzz TV last week. I think they're all oh, yesterday. I did see some of it. Yeah, but only like a, a clip. As I long mean... as there are no puppies <laughs> abused in the making no. of the Puppy Bowl, definitely not. <clears throat> And I no, and they actually they get adopted adoption. at the end. Good. Yeah, so so that'll be so fun. So I always story. always be uh, flipping back and forth to that more. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we can get to the one and only Rick Shea. Cool. If Let's you all don't break. mind, Let's do that. All right, guys. Pee. We are going to be right back with Ricochet. Stay tuned. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there or be square, whatever that means. 
Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. After watching WrestleMania 15, today's guest decided at age 10 that he would be a professional wrestler. He started working the indies in 2003 and would eventually win the Battle of Los Angeles, hold multiple titles at Dragon Gate, and become Prince Puma, the inaugural Lucha Underground Champion. He is a three-time Best Flying Wrestler of the Year, and alongside partner Matt Seidel has captured the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title, not once, but twice. Please welcome to the show, King Ricochet. Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. You, they said you were going to give me like a little introduction, but that introduction was like... <laughs> It was it was it was great. It was not just a little introduction. Yeah, thank you for that. That she does that to butter you up, so you can give us some good <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, now I'll start that. spilling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. No, this is not a problem. Uh, I remember um, Sammy Callahan actually first asked me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." And then, so I gave him my number, and yeah, this is this is gonna be sweet. Yeah, man. Um, Hey, before before we get into it, uh, listening to Christie's intro, WrestleMania 15. That was the that was what did it for you, huh? That was uh, I've always I, I mean I liked wrestling, but for some reason, uh, the Rock Austin match that match for some reason it just drew me in, and um, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I wanted to be. I was so hoping I- you were going to say my match with Shane, but okay, <laughs> which was also a good match. <laughs> Like, Damn. Yeah, for some reason, it was that it just it just drew, and I was like, "This is what I want to do." Yeah, and and you know, you're from Paducah, Kentucky, home of yeah. Tony Falk. You know that, right? Yeah, I know Tony very well. Yeah, and I know uh, Tony. But the thing is, y'all two are from the same ho- hometown, and you just don't sound like you're from Paducah, Kentucky, man. <laughs> uh, sometimes, if I get like real excited or something, it. The, the countryside will, will pop out of me. <laughs> hey, how did you get hooked up? Okay, for people that don't know, you were trained by Chuck Taylor from, and he, you know, people that uh, follow Chikara know who Chuck is, and I'm a fan of Chuck's. I, I, I'm surprised, no, like, he never got a, caught somebody's eye in WWE, because, I mean, he has so much to yeah. offer. How did you get hooked up with them uh, to start wrestling training? Well, actually, I, uh, at the time, it was like my best friend, his dad, knew a guy who owned this like local convenience store like grocery store yeah and the guy like one of the kids that worked at the grocery store was a wrestler and told him we could get us tickets or something like that to the small little show so we're like yeah sure and uh it was like it it was a backyard show actually so um but um chuck taylor didn't like he my my original trainer was a guy named Will Woods. His oh, okay. name's Kid Sinister. Kid Sinister. Okay. But then uh, maybe like, not even a month later, like Chuck started wrestling for them like a lot more often, and then so Chuck started like helping them train me and stuff. So yeah. So when but when it, when kids not to throw shade on him or anything, but when Kid Sinister was training you, did he when when Chuck got a hold of you, did he have to reteach you? Like, did you have some bad habits that you had no, to break? No, no, no. Um, because the, the the guy Will Woods he had a uh, trained what's I forgot what school he went to he went he went somewhere though but he was and so, so he had a proper training under under his belt yeah yeah him and Chuck both had proper training under their belts at the time and um, 
but no, like they did really well, like teaching me, like, like even like the basics, like, you know, they weren't just teaching me these crazy things that you sure. think like the kids would teach salt. kids, <laughs> but they were teaching me like, like actual hitting the ropes, like the actual form of it. And like the actual, I guess, art of falling, bumping or whatever, you know, they, they were teaching me like the proper ways to do it. And they yeah. were making sure I wasn't just being some idiot with it either. So thinking back on it, you know, they really, I, I think they would have done it right. You know what I mean? Right on. Uh, when you're Trevor, when when you uh, when you first started, how long did it take for you to uh, cultivate what you, what became your style? You know, I mean, oh, years. Uh, when I first started, um, I didn't really have a style per se. Right. I, well, we I don't. didn't even know. I just Usually. knew I could do flips. I didn't know anything. So honestly, like the style I have today. It took me literally 13 years to like un- uncover. You right. know what I mean? Like, I didn't start really adapting it until like maybe a couple of years ago, really. Sure, and and I've noticed watching uh, some of your older matches and watching you know the progression, and I can see it. I can see the evolution of your style, and it seems like yeah. you're figuring out what works and what doesn't, and you know. Um, it looks like you've gotten rid of some of the things that maybe didn't work earlier on. Yeah. And, uh, very cool to watch that, um, from, from, thank you. from my yeah. eyes, you know, from an eyes of, of a colleague. So, well, not um, only, yeah, thank style, you. Actually, like... I think I remember, um, you being at, it was, I think it was me versus Kyle O'Reilly. And I want to say like, it was one of the first evolve shows, maybe like four or something like that. And I remember me and Kyle O'Reilly had our match and Drake younger at the time who was, there right he came up he came up and he's like yo xbox loved you guys' match and i was like yeah. oh man that's so cool <laughs> yeah was, man awesome. yeah it was but, great uh, yeah it just um like you said i just took me a long time but just finding what worked and what didn't work and you know know when to like save the bigger stuff and the bigger bumps for you know bigger matches and stuff that but again it just took me a long time to but i just finally you know figured what worked for me, I guess. Yeah. Did you, have you, have you gotten it down to the point where you have your, you can separate it? Like, you know, your average live event house show. Match yes. Or, uh, and actually, your big I, show. Cause some people can't, they just go out there and even yeah, on the no, small shows, they do everything. I know people like that. And, um, actually some, it's, it's harder for me to s- turn my switch on because I'm so used to like, especially like when you're in new Japan, you, you tour, you have you know five shows a week, but three of those five shows are probably like smaller like house shows, yep. you know. So we have to obviously like we don't go out there and do everything. So like I do those in a row, then we get to the big show and I have to like turn my switch on, yeah. you know. And it's it's hard for me to turn my switch on because I'm so used to. Sure, and and so when you first went to Japan, you went for Dragon Gate, right? Yes, in 2010. Yeah, and uh, okay. When you first went over there, I know what it was like for me uh, going over there, and uh, you know the language barrier. How was that? How was the the whole experience? Like the first time you went to Japan, and and you know, not just the culture shock, but the you know dealing with having to wrestle guys that don't speak English. Yeah, um, I, I was just telling. I was in Spain last weekend, and I was talking about this. Because it was, because um, like even in Spanish, I can understand, I can read some words and understand what they mean. I can yeah. see what they mean. You know, that's not hard. 
but um, literally in Japan, it's like another planet, really, like another planet. Because um, I couldn't read any of the words, obviously, understand any of the language. I uh, I just didn't know. And again, it's like being on another planet with aliens who speak different languages than you and stuff. You That's know? how it feels, man. When you get off the plane over there, I mean, everything, the buildings, just, I mean, everything is so it's, different. And so um, I remember trying to I speak to them, I guess, because yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. So I'm trying to talk slow and, but uh, it actually turned out that a lot of those guys, at least the wrestlers, yeah, knew some. They speak wrestling English, and then they speak wrestling English. Yeah. So that helped me out much more than you know. They know all the wrestling moves and stuff, and I knew from what they were saying. So like, but I remember, but then there's there some of the guys that. They don't know like any English, and even when it comes to wrestling English, they only know a little bit. So. And only and but, Trevor, only when it's convenient for them. If it's something they don't want to do, they don't yeah. understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's they exactly, go ah, that's, maybe that's so happened. so, maybe change, maybe a little bit change. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that I remember like a couple first times. I'm like, hey, I thought you didn't know any English. Right. Like, oh, just a little. I'm like, nah, you know more than you know more than you think you know. Yeah. Uh, aside from the language barrier, were there other things that were difficult? for you when you first started working in Japan? Um, trying to find like stuff to eat was uh, was kind of hard, but luckily um, his name's Pac, uh, but he goes Neville in the WWE. Yeah. yeah. He was there, and he's been there, for, he was there for a couple of years before I got there, so he kind of already figured out what was good, what wasn't good, <laughs> so he kind of showed me some stuff to eat and stuff, so that was like, that helped me out a lot, because if I wasn't, if I didn't have that kind of help I would have known what was good what wasn't good you know because yeah. I'm not really a fish guy and of course they like eat a lot of fish over there and yeah that's I'm not a fish guy so that's what, about, that's what was hard for me what about in the ring and and wrestling working with the other guys working for the company were there any hardships that you encountered um no um actually uh like Neville he was there and we were like the only two for a while but then Rich Swan came over, so like it was like me, Neville, and Swan. We were, like, it was all us three. So we had someone to hang. I like we all three had someone to hang out with. So that was cool. But um, no, like in the ring, like all the Japanese guys were very accommodating. They, they, you know, knew we didn't know much of the language. They knew we were like we were new. At least for me, you know. They knew I was new, so like they helped me out during the matches and stuff, and then slowly added more, and then slowly added helped me out more, and then. But no, like they helped me out a lot, and like, of course it was it took some adapting and getting used to, but it, like in the end, like I wouldn't say it was very, it was like too like hard because they helped me out so much. Trevor, when when um, now when. How did that work when you, uh, so you work for both Dragon Gate and New Japan right now? Um, yeah, I guess I'm not contracted with either one. Right. So, I mean, I guess I could, but it's just that, um, although Dragon Gate is making a lot of money, they're like, they're not on the scale of New Japan is, right. obviously, because New Japan is the biggest. So they would always fly me out and keep me for like three weeks, four weeks at a time. And like... So it's just hard because I'm just so busy now. It's hard to find three or four weeks open. Yeah. So in New Japan, 
although they will fly me out there two or three weeks at a time, they also sometimes fly me out for like a day. I'll do a show and I'll fly back the next day. Right. You know, That's so pretty tough on your it's, body. It's, so it's it's just hard to it's hard to find three four weeks off to go for Dragon Gate. But man, when you go over there and you have to, when, okay, I'm gonna just use my experience. If I have to wrestle the next day after I get there, I'm dead. I mean, it, it sucks, right? It doesn't matter how good a shape you're in, right? It's the jet lag thing or something. Yes, I don't yes. care, man. Like, it took it. It would take almost a week for me to to get adjusted. After it, I it, have it, a it match. does, it does, and like that's the thing. Sometimes they will say we we leave Thursday here and then we'll land Friday there, and then. Saturday we have a show, and then sometimes Sunday I fly back home. Yeah, you know that like it just it kills your body. It oh, kills it's your brutal! Body. Like that's the it's it's harder on for people that that don't do what we do that are listening. The travel, from my experience, is as hard on the body and and just on on my like everything. Yeah, like, to, and it it's hurts. as hard as the, it's as hard as the actual matches. Mm-hmm. It is you know? man, like, and sit, like sitting on a bus or a plane for eight, nine, ten, sometimes fifteen hours. You know, sitting like it's not good, and are you, you stand up finally, and your bones hurt. Are you telling me that New Japan had you on a bus for eight, eight to fifteen hours? That sounds like that just doesn't sound like them. Uh, well, one time in Dragon Gate, we had to drive from Sapporo, which is like the top of sure. Japan, all the way down to Kobe, which is like pretty far south. So and you we have to like take a... for Dragon Gate. You know, we had a long bus ride. Well, you have to take a but ferry to get from uh, from the North Island. We took a ferry. Yeah. We took a ferry once. Yeah, yeah. that's but, brutal. Um, but that's that's not like the smaller companies Trevor when I worked for Universal Pro I don't know if you ever heard of them but they were like the precursor to Dragon Gate actually yeah okay um, and uh, and Michinoku Pro yeah we were really poor man we didn't even get a hotel half the time like we'd we'd, we'd drive into a town like 12 hours and we'd go to this thing called a Kenko Land I don't know if you ever heard of it I- yeah, I think I know. Well, every like they have like games and f- like big cafeteria and food, and you can get a massage and they have uh, a bathhouse. Yep, 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 yep. But everyone sleeps on this freaking on the floor on a on a mat in this big giant room, and it's oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was either that or we'd get a, a capsule hotel. It's like sleeping in a dog kennel. Uh huh. So, but uh, no, Dragon Gate like they do they do very well. It's just. And I've, I've, like I said, we only, we only drove there once. Yeah. The other times they got us flights, but we, had, I remember we had to drive, so that was like sixteen hours. But sometimes for New Japan, even if we've got to travel from Tokyo to Osaka or Tokyo to Kobe, it's a good seven hours. And they don't put you on the Shinkansen hours. on the bullet train. Uh, sometimes, like we'll drive down to Kobe or Osaka and we'll have our match. Yeah. And then, like, if we have to leave the next day, they'll give us the Shinkansen back. Nice. Mm-hmm. So having so, worked for both Dragon Gate and New Japan, are there politics involved when you're working for both companies or have worked for both companies? Honestly, for me, no, there was never. Um, like I said, I, I just got there and I just kind of did what they tell me to do. Like, they tell me to have this match or this match. I'm like, okay, I'm just grateful for being here, you know? So, uh, and that's the kind of same, like, and they're all like, they all are like family, like, they're all each other's brothers and that's kind of how they treat each other, you know, just like brothers. And, and so like 
just from what I've seen, there is there's no like huge politics in any of those like the Dragon Gate or the New Japan locker rooms. Just from what I've seen, it's really hard for us. Um, to the, it, it goes on. Trust me, it's just they don't show it like we do here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like from what I've yes. seen, you know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure there's got to be. But oh, there is, and there's jealousy yeah. and resentments, just like. But um, they don't let like they never. Like, yeah, and they don't they don't tip their hand. They don't like show outsiders that there's dissension. No, yeah. You know. So. Yeah, but and so they're they're really they were really good about that. So like everything was kind of what I obvious everything was just kind of was cool for us. So we just so we was, just, again just did what they tell us to do. You know, no issues with like Dragon Gate not wanting you to lose to anybody uh, that when you go to New Japan, nothing like that. Um, no, because like Dragon Gate, like they know their spot, like. Right now, they're probably like the second most money making company in Japan. Right now, I assume like, they're that. they're not, huh? I, I was gonna say I assumed that they probably were. Yeah, they're like this, like they're so like, and they know they're second, and they, they and they know like second is like the best they're gonna get. They know they're never gonna beat New Japan. Right. They're not like setting out to like beat New Japan. You know, they know like a lot of their guys are like friends with New Japan guys, so everything is all cool there, and so like um, they when. They told me I was going to the Super Junior for the first time. They think they were more excited that Dragon Gate was going to get some exposure from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think they were just like, you know, do whatever they tell you, whatever. And so I think they were just excited that they were going to get exposure off of it. This guy coming from Dragon Gate now competing in the tournament or whatever. So, no, they didn't. They didn't care at all. Were there plans for you and Matt Seidel to do something big at Wrestle Kingdom 11 in New Japan before his issues on um, the border and everything? Not that I know of. Again, they didn't, they didn't like, I just got my schedule for this year, like, a, a couple days ago. Like, you know, they don't really tell us much in, like, too far in advance. I think they, and I think they've got a lot of guys that they don't, they don't know. They want all of us there, but they don't know how to use all of us. If that, you know what I mean? Because wait, there's there are a lot of us there now, so I think they're just trying to figure out like different and cool ways to start using us rather than just tag match here, tag match there. Right. So like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure they had a plan for us, but there's a, like, okay, when they do that uh, WWE to like guy, okay, they don't know how they're going to use certain people, but they still bring them, uh, yeah, to to the TVs, and so uh, for a lot of guys, they'll sit sit there without anything to do and, and it can be frustrating bore i you know any number of things like does it get like that there same same no here? um he they they always use us when they bring us out there they all they'll use us in some form so if, yeah if we're out there there's not like a day where we're just like sitting there not doing anything we're if we're there we're wrestling in yeah. some sort of match whether it's the first match and it's like an eight man six minute match or if we're in like a big story or something yeah. we're all we'll be doing something so hey, i i want to go backwards a little bit There's, yeah um i want to say the first time i met you was in chikara is that true probably yeah yeah and uh a lot you know for the people that have never experienced chikara it is how do i explain it it's like the comic book yes, version of wrestling. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, and it, it, I, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's uh, a great product. Yeah, I love my time there. Yeah, and man, I know. 
You sure have gotten uh, put on some weight since you first started, huh? I mean, not a, lot a of not a lot of weight, but like you filled out finally. How old yeah, were you yeah, back yeah. then, man? Especially, yeah, I was, uh, I was in, maybe one twenty-five maximum. Oh no way, really? Maybe right around there. Wow, man. How old were you? The first, time, the first time I went to Japan, I was like one thirty, one thirty, almost one thirty-five or something like that. And that so, was later. And what are you now? Uh, I'm probably sitting about 190. Nice. That's a good I'm weight. Trying to, I'm trying to get up to like 200, but I, I uh, just travel so hey much man. and I lose weight. Can I? And I know like there's this thing that 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 we get in our heads that man, I just want to be 200 pounds. I just want to be yeah, 200 that's, that's, pounds. I think that's all. It Trust is. me, man. It's ain't none but the thing, man. It's just, it just. <laughs> no, you're right. You're it's right. how you look, again, man, it's just, and how it's you feel. It's a thing in our head. I just want yep. to be about. Yeah, you're not going to make any more money. I promise yeah, you, man. You're already going to make tons, thing. and it's going to have nothing to do with you being 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we have again, a picture. I, like you said, I think it's more myself. Being of course. Like, I need to do this. And so that's a lot of weight. Um, that how how? But you still move fine. Yeah. Um, I think that helped Obviously. with being at Dragon Gate mm-hmm. because their style's a little quicker. So I think it helped being there, yeah. still being able to do all the stuff that I do. And, you know, like sometimes, like not, not very often, but like on my days off when I, we were filming Lucha and stuff, we would go to like these like parkour gyms. Sure. And so we would practice our flips and we practice our stuff, you know. So, because that's the thing, I didn't want to lose a lot of my agility. It doesn't look like you have. No. I don't, I don't think I've lost too much. I've lost a little bit, I can tell, but not too much. I still think I've done a pretty good job of keeping it. I think so, too, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, thank I, you. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously. I just, I to me, like, the, the little you're going to lose for just, for what you get. I mean, just being honest, man, like, you, how you look matters. And, and, uh, yeah. and you, look, you look like a wrestler. You know, and thank you. you have a great body, great physique. Don't don't worry about the the number on the scale. But um, I, yeah, it's crazy yeah. if you compare the picture we have of you as Helios to Prince Puma. <laughs> it's like young young child into manhood. Hey man, I'm wondering, <laughs> what's up with that hair, man? That hair though. <laughs> That is funny. What are you oh laughing at, man? <laughs> I still have that gear. I still have all of that. Really? Oh, wow. You don't oh, sell wow. all your gear like the Bucks do as soon as you wear it? I sold most of it. I still have that, though. <laughs> do you still have your SEMA gear that has the fringes on one leg? I ha- I used to. I had two pair. I still have one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, you're talking about your, your weight and how it affects your style. Your style gets you a lot of praise. It's also garnered a little bit of criticism from some of yeah. the uh, <laughs> old, from some of the older school folks, shall we say. Do you care yeah. about that? Um, no, I don't I don't personally care. And I think I think a lot of that stuff stems from like that match I had with Osprey in Japan. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is like that's such a like a small part of like what I can do. Like I think like other than like Jim Cornette, who's like just a, you know, a he's just bitter dirt. old man. No, a well, he's just also man. trying to get a reaction, wants, man. Who wants viewings? Like sure. other than like people like that guy, who are just bitter. I I could probably find whatever fan out there and show them some match that I've done that they would enjoy, whether it's a technical match, a brawling match, a high flying match, uh, 
something that shows my power, whatever. Like I could find a match that they would enjoy. I bet you know. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. The thing, the thing is, okay, as somebody, like I'd like to think I have one foot in that old guard, know, old guard, and one foot in the new. Yeah, of course. And so I do understand where they're coming from. I just disagree with oh, that. Of course. Now, I mean. So yeah. I mean, and and it's okay that they feel that way because there's there's a whole, you know, cr- there's a whole community of old, uh, you know, um, frustrated wrestling fans that wish yeah. it was the way it used to be, and that's fine. That's why they have, yeah. that's why they have Me TV and Nick at Night, and you can watch. Yeah. Real, you know <laughs> what I mean? Love so that. like, I don't get hot about about that then again it's not my match that they were picking apart and and, and that and it but was it, a masterpiece I, man you guys had a masterpiece i appreciate thank you so much the, the, I, I said, the thing that rubs me the wrong way isn't like that, that they disagree with it or whatever like again everyone has their own opinion my thing is when someone says that's not wrestling right well what is you mean that's, your, your fake wrestling's not not as good as their fake wrestling? Exactly. I mean, not to call you know. I mean, for lack of a no. better term, lack of a better term. But you're right. Um, like because even like whether you look at the WWE's history or TNA's history or Ring of Honor's history or whoever's history, there's like so much different types of wrestling. There's like yes. there's not one right or wrong way to do wrestling. There's some that there's some wrestling that I don't like personally, but I'm not gonna say that's not wrestling because. Yeah. Wrestling is, wrestling I guess, is whatever art, you right? need it to be. And variety is the spice of life. Yeah. I mean, do we... Come on, man. Are we going to really have every match on the show go out there and do the same... The, you know what I mean? Yeah, come and like on. I said, like, in that, that, that specific match, again, like, it's such a small... I don't do that, like, barely right. ever. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of style. I rem- I, I've been on tours where... I don't go to the top rope one time, you know what I mean? I don't nice. I don't dive one time. I don't do, you know what I mean? What is the so reaction that's, that's from just, promoters when you do that? Are they upset that they brought you in and you didn't do it? No, that's, your this cool is actually something stuff? I was talking about the other day as well with somebody. Um, although I've tried, I've, I've, I think I've done a good job, or but I've tried to not necessarily wean out, but I've tried to stop going to the top rope and doing dives and doing crazy stuff and but I still think that I do a very good job of giving a very entertaining match. You know what I mean? Again, like I said, like I don't have to go like that's such a going to the top rope for me nowadays is such a small thing of what I yeah think that I can do. Like I've had I've had some really good matches where I don't go to the top rope, where I don't dive, where I don't do stuff like that. But I and they're some of my favorite matches I've ever had. You know what I mean? So I think again, like people who think that I'm just a flippy guy's. I think stemming from that one specific match, and they only know such like a little bit of what I can do or what I'm capable of. Yeah, is that how you got the name Ricochet? That was one of the uh, fan questions. Yeah, we got. yes, yes, Frost yes from Facebook no. wanted um, to know. I remember when I, f- it was getting time for like my first match, and they wanted us to pick out our names, and I was trying to think of something, and Ricochet was one of the one of the names that we all had picked out, but I didn't want Ricochet because at the time there was like a cartoon called oh, the Rabbit. Lucha, when one of the characters was Ricochet. So that was one reason why I didn't want it. And it was for me at the time being a 15 year old kid, I was like, that's, that's so dumb. I need something cool. I wanted like a two person <laughs> name, like John Cena or something, two person right. name. <laughs> and that one was and, already taken. But, <laughs> but, um, 
so like I was trying to think of something, think of something, think of something. And then one of my friends, he couldn't think of a name either. And so on that day, they were like, okay, you're, you look like a Kevin, so you're Kevin. And then uh, they were looking around, and one of the this my friend's cats was around, and his name was Hobbs. So he's like, you're Kevin Hobbs. Oh, and Lord, I was like, I, I don't want to be Kevin Hobbs. So I was like, I'll be Ricochet. Kevin Hobbs. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, my God. That so would, I was like, I'll just pick Ricochet. And Ricochet, come on, like. Now you understand that it's very but cool, now, right? But now, like, now I enjoy, like, I'm glad I only have, like, because everyone has a two-person name. Yeah. You have all these guys that are have two-person names, so. And then you have your I'm kinda glad Goldbergs. I'm kind of <laughs> I uh, think it's cool, though, to have the one-word the, the, the one word name, and it rolls yeah. off the tongue nicely. Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah, exactly. It's got to, your um, name has to be able to be chanted, else you're, you're already, uh, uh, you know. Uh, El Generico, or Sami Zayn yeah. nowadays, he was the one that, he was like, he was telling me that he thinks it's cool that it's only a, like a one, like, yeah, it's not a two-part name. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you had two names at uh, Lucha Underground when you were Prince Puma, and they, yes. they just announced that they've been picked up for a fourth season, like just literally in the last few minutes here. Are we going to be seeing you on that fourth season? Oh, did they? Oh, no. Um, I don't know. We're still talking. We're still seeing what's going on. Um, like I said, I'm open to anything right now, but um, I don't know. Yeah, what's we, WWE no, saying? What's WWE saying? Uh, don't try uh, to tell me you're not talking to them. Just that they're interested, you know, and um, of course I'm. In, I, I would like to go there, yeah. but again, like I, I just did something the other day. But I just, uh, I was telling them that I want to. I have some stuff in like New Japan. I still want to do. Yeah. Like I have, like I really want to be IWGP heavy, like junior heavyweight champion. I feel like that belt. Like I want that belt more than I want any belt in professional wrestling right now. Right. So, um, but. Uh, I really want that belt. So this is, and I really still enjoy Japan. I, I love going to New Japan. It's, and uh, here's the it's thing: great. Uh, you're gonna hear people tell you different things, and and you're gonna hear some people tell you, "I you with WWE calls, you go." Um, and, yeah. And I I feel that way too. But at the same time, man, you also have to do what makes you happy, and it's a really cool. Yeah. It's a really cool thing when you're able to choose, man. When you have more it than is. one option, it doesn't I'm, suck. I'm very like I'm very like blessed and I'm very happy. Like it's it's weird that I, it's weird to even think about, but um, like I'm in, even in this like type of position. It's crazy to me. It's but, crazy um, what happens when you work your ass off, man. <laughs> yeah, and, um, <laughs> and you're a good guy, you know, and you have so, a good um, reputation. I'm trying to be, but um, that's that's I just I really wanna I wanna win. I have a couple boxes I still need to check off before I check off that big main box, you know what I mean? You've worked with so many of the new guys that are in the cruiserweight division there, Lince Dorado, Johnny Gargano, Austin Aries, Rich Swan. How would you feel about being put in the cruiserweight division if you would go to WWE? Um, I mean, if that's what they had me do, I would, you know, I would make the best of it, but I just, I really want to, like, like, just go, like, a different path. I really want to, like, try to... I would like to do kind of like the same route that like Finn Balor went or like Kevin Owens yeah. went or even like now like Joe. Like I want to do more like I would like to go to NXT, like be like NXT champion, stuff like that, and then move on to like 
I would personally like to be like NXT champion, and then, for example, US or Intercontinental, and yeah. then I would. That's kind of how I've just done everything in wrestling. Like I've gone from the bottom here to there to here, and then from here to there to here. I want to start kind of here and then work my way up to the top. That's you want to stay ricochet. Like if, if I was in the cruiserweight division, I wouldn't. Not that I wouldn't have that opportunity, but it'd be much more difficult to get in that position. Yeah, and the, the fact is, is they're just not featured the same. It, it's just the yeah. way it is. And yeah, even I, though like they're just as good, if not better, yeah. they're just not featured the same. That's right. I mean? And that's that's kind of what I've. That's what I would want. Yeah. That's again. That's the kind of same thing. That's the reason why. I still want to do New Japan a lot because, like, started from the bottom of New Japan, and then I've been here, and then it's like the Super Junior, and then the Super Junior Tag yeah. League, and then me and Matt finally became tag champions, and then there's still like little things I want to do. You know what I mean? That's just so, how I've always been. But we're talking about cruiserweight, and you know, you want to be the IWGP Junior Champion, and uh, and all that. But I've also seen you have a match. I seen one match you had with a big Jeff Cobb, pretty pretty good sized guy. Yeah, he's a beast. So, how many matches do you have? A lot of experience working with bigger guys. Oh yeah, I I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, I uh, I remember a long time ago, me and uh, Uha Nation, who's now Apollo yeah. Cruz, we had a match in Japan, and it was it was kind of we kind of embodied it after uh, Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar's match. Okay. For the when Eddie Guerrero won, yeah, we kind of like we kind of like embodied it after that. Like he was just throwing me in. Like I think that was pretty cool. And like I wrestled like Michael Elgin a lot. Michael oh, Elgin good. is obviously he's yeah. a big guy. Like we we have a pretty good. But like the cool the the chemistry is there. The big guy versus the small guy. And that's and where you're to, gonna make I, the I, money, I man. Throw in a little like show off my power a little yeah. bit and like deadlift some of the bigger guys. You know what I mean? So sure. I think there's a cool dynamic there. Yeah, and I was just saying as I was rudely interrupting you. My experience, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same, is uh, the money is wrestling the bigger guys. That's just how it is yeah, right now. Of course, you know, it's just you can get a you can get a better story out of it. I think um, it is, it's more compelling yeah, to me, man. Like the David and Goliath yeah. formula, man. That was uh, that was my favorite thing to do. I yeah, uh, after a lot, you know, it, it, when I got the WWE, there were no really there were no there were a few guys that were somewhat similar in size to me. Uh, yeah, but you know, I got used to real quick working with guys that Big sometimes guys, were yeah. three times the size of me, man. <laughs> Legit. That's so. why it's like working with like Brian Cage or something. He's just the biggest guy ever, and he's right. It, but it's cool. It's really cool. Um, but like you said, that's I guess where the money's at. That's also like the story's just there. It's cool. It's a cool, cool like dynamic. Like I said before, big guy versus small guy. You just can't beat it. You know what I mean? Age is old as time. So not to backtrack too much, but if you do go to WWE or when you go to WWE, do you want to keep the name Ricochet and your whole character and everything, or would you be open to them? Um, I'm open. Like I said, I'm open to anything. Uh, if it's cool, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm open. I'd, it'd, be, it'd be up to them, really. Like, if they would rather me have a different moniker, uh, name, that'd be fine with me. Uh, again, like... As long as again, as long as it's, I can still kind of incorporate myself into the character. I mean, then I'd be fine with it. What was your experience like at your tryout there? Um, it was hard, as look, maybe one of the hardest things I've ever done, because uh, it was just like cardio, cardio. Um, 
they really tried to like they try to test you and make sure like they're getting like some athletes you know what i mean and so like i said like anybody who does that they can do anything because it was hard Who's... but uh at the same time it was still really cool being in the performance center seeing all the rings seeing like the whole setup it was pretty cool but um it was it was really hard so being in being in a wwe ring um they're so big compared to a lot They're, of rings yeah. you've been in. Like 20 by 20, and the something like that, and yeah. The ropes are higher, and the ropes are actual hemp rope. Uh, and yeah. It, and, it, and it is different uh, for a guy with your style to work in a ring like that. You find it difficult? No, I actually, I got used to a little bit of the bigger rings because I remember before I went to Japan, I had, obviously, I was used to the smaller, like, 16 by 16 yep. kind of rings. But then um, when I started going to Japan, I used either 20 by 20 or 18 by 18. Like, I think it was 18 by 18 inside the yes. ropes. Yeah. So so I got used to a little bit of the bigger rings. So I kind of like the bigger rings now. So I'm kind of used to it. I, I like them. But does, does the difference between cable and, and regular rope bother you? Oh, that that is hard. That's a little yeah. bit difficult. But I think I've, I've kind of got it down. Like, again, cause I don't really go on the ropes as much anymore but i do know on a cable like the cable ropes they're a little bit stiffer so you can when you hit them like say you're gonna do a springboard yeah you don't go down as much it's just like here go but on the ropes it's a little bit different because if you springboard on the ropes you're gonna go down and then it's going to spring you up. It's that, going to take a long time, but that's why, so I've kind of got it figured out. That's why I always cheated a little bit toward the corner instead of right from oh, the wait, center. I do every time. Yeah, I do every single time. <laughs> speaking, of, the corner. speaking of springboards, you mentioned Apollo Crews there, and I know you guys have been roommates for a while. Yeah. What kind of roommate is Apollo Crews? Oh, um, he he actually like he he just moved out and got his own place like last month, but um, he's awesome. That's how. Um, we knew we could room together because we were in Japan for years together, like the same room. No, <laughs> you just, no. We the stayed sa- in the same in Japan. Huh? In Japan, you had to share a room. Well, we like we stayed at the dojo. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> we oh, at the dojo. I, actually, I, I used to stay in this place. It was more of like we called it the sanctuary. Uh, it was more of like an apartment. Right. But then, um, for some reason, we just moved to the dojo. I think because the gym was better. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's why. But we we were in the same room. Like, we I had like a bunk bed on one side of the room. He had his bunk bed on the other side of the room. We had like our own refrigerator. It was a pretty cool little setup. <laughs> like a dorm. Like a little. It was like a dorm. Exactly. It's what it was. And um, we're both we're kind of the same. Like we're both pretty neat. Like we're neither one of us are really messy. Uh, we're both like, I, I'd say we're both clean people. We like <laughs> kept everything clean and neat. So. That's how we knew we could live together. And when he got signed, I was going to move down anyways. And so we just knew we could live together. So we just got a place together. Because we, we, we did it for years over in Japan. So Yeah, you, you spend your time with another a familiar face. I see you posting photos on your Instagram of you with Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard. I'm Blanchard, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm just wondering, what is it like to, to date the daughter of a superstar? Do you ever talk to him about um, your career? It's um, it's pretty cool. Uh, she's she's the coolest. She she's uh, she helps out a lot around here. She's uh, she's the glue around here now. Cause uh, my buddy Tazawa, Akira Tazawa, who just debuted on Two Hundred Five Live, yeah, last, yeah. he he lives with me now, 
but um but she like she keeps everything together she keeps everybody straight she's awesome but um it's it's funny that her her father is Tully because I don't know it's just funny he like he takes me like golfing it's really cool (laughs) well I'm horrible I'm horrible at golf but I love to golf because it's fun and so that's pretty cool and um I want to know about Tully Magic man I, please tell me uh, you have like knee high socks and the little hat. Dude, I had I had like shorts on, high socks. I had the Tiger Woods like tuck in shirt with the hat on. I had a glove. Nice. I bought a glove. I don't know what the gloves for. <laughs> Does Tully rock all that stuff too yeah. when you guys go? No, he like he was like he looked like a pro. Obviously, like killing it. He was doing really good, and um, I was not. But uh, it's cool. Like just in everyday stuff. Like we went out to PF Chang's. Last night, I think, and I was like, I'm like eating P.F. Chang's with Tully Blanchard. Right now. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me. I think it's awesome. Hey, like, do you ever talk? Uh, with, do you ever talk with him about wrestling? Um, he came to one of our shows, and he like, like I, I asked him maybe to watch one of the matches, and he gave me some advice. We have, we we haven't had like sit down talk about wrestling, but I think. I think we have a chance soon. I'm thinking I'm gonna yeah. hit him. I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of it. Has he has he tipped has has he um, giving you an idea of that, how he feels about you know what what you know the product now um he doesn't really watch it much nowadays he's like he's 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 into like his his work and so uh but um he keeps like he keeps up with like a little bit just in case you know he has to be called in to do something sure. but he um i don't i don't like i don't know if he has too big of an opinion on it or not really like the the product nowadays. You're supposed to know these things about what's in other people's heads, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I think, we have a, I think we have a chance. Maybe two weeks. We're gonna we're gonna go down there, and he wants to take me golfing. We're gonna go down to Texas, and he wants to take me golfing. So, I think we're gonna do that. Nice. That's cool. Well, while we're asking you to dish on everybody anyway, yeah. I think we would love to hear an update. Are you still in touch with Matt Seidel? How is he doing? Yeah, I, I talk to Matt quite often. Um, he's doing really good. I just uh. He, he it's quite funny because uh, he had an injury when he crashed his uh, motorcycle. That's how his, his foot injury happened. And I just recently got a motorcycle, so he's like, "Drive oh, safe." No, he's man. like, "He wants me to be real safe." So, come on, but, man. Um, I was huh? gonna ask if you bought a new car, but I guess you bought a new motorcycle. I got a truck. Oh, and you a did. Motorcycle. Hmm. How about driving that truck more often than the motorcycle? Do you I do. I love, a favor. My truck. I love the truck. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I would never get on a motorcycle. Uh, and drive, drive right on the street ever. Really? I'm yeah. so yeah. I just it don't trust myself. I don't scary. trust myself or or anyone else. I just I just know I would I'd be toast. But that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. Me. It is. I mean, it is scary. Like I like I'm always like checking my peripherals. Right. Like I'm making sure because it, it is scary. Like knowing people how people are today. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. go, going back to Matt, what do you think the future holds for him? Or do you guys talk about trying to work together again? Uh, I would I would work with Matt anywhere. Um, but like the thing is with him, he's the most positive guy. Like hanging out with him in Japan was one of like my favorite experiences because he's so positive and it just rubs off his positive. Like him, his brother's the same way. Like it just rubs off on you and it makes you happy. It makes you positive. So with with him, I think like, literally anything is possible with him. I wouldn't be surprised anyway because he like he this his mentality, the way he thinks is so forward and positive that. I don't think anything's going to hold him back for anything. 
That's good to hear. Let's talk yeah. about some PWG. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so I have an exclusive clip for when I interviewed you for my Young Bucks documentary, and I was asking you some PWG questions. We got it queued oh, up. Uh, I was asking you your biggest accomplish- accomplishment in PWG, and this was prior to BOLA. So, so far, either make it to the finals of DDT4 with my buddy Swan, or the semifinals okay. of 2013 BOLA, I think it was. I made it to the yeah. semifinals against Elgin. That's a pretty that's a pretty big accomplishment for me, but so far maybe the, the finals of DDT four so far. Yeah. But this weekend whenever I win Bola, come back and ask me that because it, when I'm holding that trophy, then I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, so now I'm gonna ask you that because you did win the trophy that year. We have a picture, oh. I believe. So what did you feel? How were you feeling after that accomplishment? Oh, um I remember that night. Because it was like it was one of the coolest nights of my life, but at the same time, I was in so much pain, oh. so much pain. Because that whole weekend is that whole weekend takes a toll on you, man. But I remember, like, just holding the trophy because it's it, that was a place that uh, I you debuted I at Ebola. I debuted in Bola against Claudio, and I kicked him in the eye, and it swelled up, and it was like black and blue, and I felt, I still feel, I actually just tweeted this the other day, like, I still feel bad about kicking him in his eye. I'm sure he got, ah, I'm he's sure, doing fine. yeah, I said, say, I'm sure he's over it. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, we had to put, like, meat on it and stuff, oh, man, I felt so bad, I felt bad. He put a steak but, um, on no, it. Winning that was really cool to me, because that place obviously meant a lot to me, as, especially as an independent wrestler. Um... It's such a cool place. It's like one of my homes here in America. So just being able to be thought to thought of to be in the finals or to be the win it or whatever is still still to this day the, the coolest thing. It's because that place means a lot to me. How would you compare the temple to the Reseda crowd? Um, they're 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 very similar. Like the temple is pretty cool because like. The Reseda crowd is like half wrestling fans and then half, I guess, uh, two-thirds wrestling fans and a third of like people who are like, friends of the, the wrestling cool fans do. that brought them on. And they're just all drunk having a party. You know what I mean? But uh, in the temple, it's like half PWG fans and then half you know, Spanish-Mexican families who just really love Lucha Libre. So they're loving all of it. You know what I mean? So... Uh, but it's pretty cool, man. Um, they're pretty similar, though, because they're both so... What's, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Like, accepting. Like They just like wrestling, and they want to see the guys in the ring, and they want to see good matches. So they're similar in those aspects. So they're not waiting to chant, you effed up? <laughs> no, like, actually, like fans don't really do that much anymore. That's a, a wonderful thing, because that it is, is because so use, like, awful and disrespectful. We, like, put our lives on the line yes. in that ring, and then sometimes, yes, things mess up. Yes, it happens. Oh, I think it, they but get... Don't, but they go right on it, and, like, don't, don't scold us for it. They get more of the please don't die chance. Like, there was yes. a time where Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Taylor went to do the jump straight to the top rope and yeah. then dive. And he slipped. And he slipped and his leg caught yeah. and bent. And, and it looked uh-huh. like his knee was about to snap in half and everyone was just chanting, please don't No, die. yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember that specifically. It was disgusting. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So in Lucha Underground, I've heard you say in an interview, it's a TV drama 
about a wrestling company, which I think is a great way to describe it. Yes. So how much That's... fun have you had doing the backstage segments there in the vignettes, especially punching through that damn punching bag? Yeah. How awesome um, was that, and how many takes did that take? That take only took two. Because the first time they had too much sand in the spot where I was going to hit it. And like it only went like halfway through, my fist did. But then the second one looked awesome. But um, no, those things are super fun. They're they're hard because you'll have to shoot the same scene like however many times to you till they are you know until they think it's okay. But this the environment's really cool. Um, the different cameras, seeing how they would do a TV show or a movie. Sometimes on on screen when you're watching it you think oh this looks so cool and you see the like my prince puma's face or whoever he's sitting there but then you don't know there could be like a little lighting thing that's this like this far off camera right next to my face and it's pretty cool knowing that when we're filming it and then watching it and you can't you don't notice any of it for me it's cool it's a small little thing noticing when things aren't on tv but they're just right for me, that was pretty cool. Speaking of things that must be pretty cool, how was it working with Rey Mysterio? Oh, that's a that's a dream come true. Yeah. That is, uh, you know, how, like I say this to everybody. You know how they say, "Don't meet your idols because you'll be disappointed" or whatever yeah, they course. say. Not the case at all. Like that guy is the coolest, nicest, most humble, like multimillionaire ever. He's, like he's the coolest man. Dude, like, like an, honestly, man, I. Hard to come up with a better way of putting it. He's like an angel, man. Like he's I mean, like an angel, yes. he's a little cute angel. Yes. Because <laughs> there's not an ounce it of, is. there's not, a, I mean, even a drop of of anything but good in his body, in his body, in his soul. There's, you're right. Like he's the nicest guy. For example, we were all out in front of the uh, the hotel talking about the Captain America Civil War movie that was just coming out at the time. Right. And uh, Mysterio was like, oh, you guys see it? He goes, that movie is so cool, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, we're talking about it. I was like, you let us drive that Maserati right there. I was like, we'll go see it tonight. And he was like, you want to drive the Maserati? And I was like, <laughs> uh, maybe I do. <laughs> and, then, um, he, and then I was just joking, obviously. And then so I was like, oh, no, I'm just joking, whatever. We go, to, we go to our room. Maybe 10 minutes later, I get a text message from Raymond Studio saying, hey, if you want to drive the car, he goes, it's down there. He's going to go eat with his family. He goes, so I'm not going to use the car. So if you want to drive it, by all means. And I'm like, are you serious? Like right now, like you let me drive your Maserati without your supervision? Yeah, why not? Like, yeah, no problem. But why not? So I walk downstairs and I tell the, the guy, I'm like, hey, can I get the keys to the Maserati? And he's like, yeah, he told us. This is the, this is the thing, man. When, when... Just picture Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah, when... Yeah. He's like, just going with when, it. When you uh, when you're doing that good in life, who cares, man? If 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 you wreck my car, it's it's fully insured. I can get another one. Go out and have a fun time, man. Like odds are you're not gonna wreck it, but if you do, just no, yeah, yeah. have your seatbelt on. <laughs> but uh, like I like just from that alone, like. I told him I was like, man, I don't know if I will let my mama drive a Maserati. Right. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, sure, you can take it. I'm like, and like, that's just, that's just a small portion of like how nice that man is. That's yeah. just a small little port. You know what I mean? That's he, um, 
I don't know. Here, let me see if I can. Sorry, guys. It's a little no, dark. Sorry. <laughs> you got something you're special right. you're going to show us? Yeah. So, obviously, we had our match. Yeah. And then, uh, as my hand's kind of shaking, he gave me his mask. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. From the match we had on TV. Wow. Yeah, this is his mask he, Fair he wore. And literally, like, he gave it to me, and I was, like, trying not to cry in front of my hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. That's amazing. I gave him a sword when he came in, and we interviewed him for Lucha Underground because yeah. I knew he collects swords. I gave him yeah. a cane sword, and he was so happy, like, lit up like a kid on yeah, Christmas. Man. I was That's stoked. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Hey, have, have, you, have you done any work in Mexico? Huh? Have you done much work in Mexico? Who, me? Yeah. I've... I've done not very much, but I've I've worked there a couple times. I've I've done Crash. I've done Oh, uh, for 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 Conan them and, and Tijuana? Yeah, okay. I was I, I've I've worked there. As Puma uh, or as Ricochet? I did Ricochet, but I I've, I've wor- I worked Triple Mania last year. Oh, uh, okay. I was wondering if you worked for uh Triple A. was that? Boy? Yeah, I did that as Puma. <laughs> But uh, other than that, my first time I went was for a smaller company, um, DTU. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's a smaller company. I, I've, I've done a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. How, what, what, how do you feel about uh, about working down there? What was it? Uh, you know, okay, my experience with it is, uh, you know, the working conditions weren't the greatest. Uh, yeah. But um, the guys, I, are just, I just love. All the guys down there. No, yeah. So that's, I was gonna say, like, down there, like the fans, they just want to see any type that's of wrestling. Right. They don't care if it's the best, the worst, hey. the 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 most weapons or lucha, whatever. They just want to see any type of wrestling. And and like you were saying, it can be the worst, and they're still gonna dig it. Those fans are that's that's lucha. Yeah. They love it. They love yeah. it. And so that was one of the coolest things about Mexico was the fans. And I remember, like, my first time going for the crash, um, when I first came out, they didn't really know me. Like, a lot of those people didn't know who I was. Right. But by the end of it, they, every single person wanted, like, a photo with me. And it's like, I can't take a photo with everybody because everybody's <laughs> asking me for a photo. And so they were just so accepting because, again, they, they just wanted to see a wrestling, whatever kind of wrestling. So um, Did they no, throw money cool. in the ring at you? Huh? Did they throw the money in the ring at you? Yes, they. I, wow. I got money in the ring. Yeah. How great is that feeling? It's great. Um, I remember it happening at PWG, and I was like, uh, "Why don't I ever get money thrown in the ring?" <laughs> well, you have to have I, the plant to start I it. I guess so. Yeah. Why don't I get any money thrown in the ring? Prince Puma but I is... think they had some plans in the I think they had some plans in the crowd that were like throwing money in first so everyone else would join in. Yeah. Oh that's a good For idea sure. actually. I mean it's I just a prim- they... it's just a primer, that's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta you have to teach the people, you know? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, because the next yeah. show when that happened, they didn't need the plant to start exactly. it because everyone just knew. Oh, now we throw money in the ring. <laughs> now we throw money in the ring. Well, Prince Puma is a is a Latino character, right? And you said before you don't speak a lot of Spanish. And what what is your actual background? Um, I'm just a kid from Illinois. Uh, my but my my dad was black and my mom was white, and we moved to Kentucky when I was like three, maybe younger. And I lived in Kentucky until 
2015. So, yeah, there's not much background there. I'm just a, a small town like kind of kid. I thought Aww. you were Irish. O'Shea, I thought it was Irish. <laughs> Irish. Yeah. I actually, I, I had wrestled in this company in Evansville, Indiana, for the Coliseum. Yeah. Coliseum, uh, CCW in Evansville, Indiana. And um, my manager was Rudy Charles. Who oh, was yeah. Referee. The ref. Yeah, Rudy. He was my manager, and his name was, like, Dan O'Manley, yeah. and I was Rick O'Shea. <laughs> and we did, like, the small little heel gimmick for a while, and he was my manager. But I've actually, I was actually, I've been Ricochet. See, he was saying See, that earlier before guys, we started. I, I thought I was just making a really bad joke, and they a were just joke. laughing to be nice. But <laughs> so. speaking of character, go ahead. No, no, I was saying I used to be Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of your different characters, I've heard you say it. Ricochet and Puma are two different characters. Is now Dark Puma? Are you trying to make that its own character as well? Um, compared they, to the way that Puma would wrestle, or his style, or how he his mannerisms, how he comes out to the ring and walks, and his man, like the dark Puma is a, it's a he's like it's a little bit different. Puma, he's a little more, I guess, edgy and a little more um, attitude to him. I guess you would say, like, not necessarily that he's a bad guy. He's just got a little more attitude to him. I guess. And you'll you'll see that in the second half of the season. When we say not, he, are we talking about you or somebody yes. else? Prince Puma, the Prince, thought, no, this this was just for Prince Puma's okay. the dark character, not for uh, me, Ricochet, or at general. Just I just uh, I thought maybe at first when 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 you guys started talking about it, I thought maybe it was like a black tiger to tiger mask type of a uh, situation. Oh no. yeah. No, no, no! It's uh, it's Prince Puma. He uh, he dies. He had died. He was in a oh, casket. Oh, that's right! I saw that. Yeah. And Vampiro yeah. brings he him got back put to in life. The casket, and then yeah. uh, Vampiro had brought him back to life, and so now he's a like a little bit darker, edgier Puma. Uh, see, I didn't get to that part. I got to the part where you died, or where yeah. Prince Puma died, but I didn't get to the, the dark Puma stuff. No. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. it makes it sound. I mean, you're essentially an actor. Along with that, goes along with professional wrestling. Oh. Is that something that you yeah. have considered pursuing? Um, actually, that it had came up in one of the underground meetings. Like they're they're talking about other stuff like that, and it would be something that I would love to do in the future. You know, but just right now, like for me, like there's not a better feeling than being like in the middle of the wrestling ring, like. Yeah. performing you know like there's not a better feeling for me like i was actually just it sounds weird but i was doing the seminar over in spain and that's actually what i was talking about there like about like the love for wrestling because i was telling them that it's not as it's not as glorious and glamorous as people think it is it's a lot of being in an airport for hours or being on a plane for hours or being at this building for hours you know a lot of it you're always tired you're always hurting you're always sore I was like, most of everything about wrestling kind of sucks. You know, you got to work out when you're you got to work out when your knees are hurting or when your yeah. shoulders are hurting. You still got to work out. You still got to diet. You got to do all this stuff. Yeah, but people only want to do the fun shit, man. They only the, want to yeah, do so the like, glory, like, the stuff where you get the glory. The only fun thing about wrestling is when you're actually in the wrestling ring. Yeah, you know what I mean. Performing, doing what you love, like. But the fact that you love it so much, that's what. That's why you go through all of this stuff. That's you, why I go through all this stuff. You, you know, know what I mean? You, because. You know, Sorry, man. Yeah. I was gonna say. No, you're um, good. I'm just saying. Like, once you're in the ring, that's that's the feeling you want. You know. Yeah. 
what else is really fun about wrestling is after you have a great match, like putting yourself over afterwards is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Patting each other point. on the back actually, is so good. That's what I was going to say guys, too. I was like, other than like, you know, making money, I was like, what's the one of the biggest goals in wrestling? I was like, it's to look cool. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So other than like making money, like to look cool, like is one of the reasons I was like, so any chance you can get to look cool, whether it's after a cool match or whatever, yeah. that's it. That's always a good feeling too. Yeah. Hey, when uh, uh, Christy just brought up the acting, uh, and it made me think, uh, when when Lucha Underground does their uh, tapes, their shows are are all is everyone under SAG or after when it comes to that? I don't think we are. Um, I think because that was a thing that had gotten brought up because some of the people like Morrison and um, Katrina, Carly, yeah, and. Some of the other, like Melissa Santos, some of them are trying to like pursue acting. They they were they were doing it before Lucha and stuff, so they're trying to pursue acting other things. Some of them are probably already union. Yeah, that some of them have gotten spots and stuff other places, and so they're they're that I think that got brought up, but I'm not sure. I don't, but I don't think we are though. I mean, I I just the reason I I wondered that is because you know you're produced by Mark Burnett and uh, and you know Robert Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. And I mean, they're in the Movie you know industry. film and they're TV in industry, so I just yeah, thought maybe that, that was. That, a... that's, I think that's something that got brought up, but I don't yeah. think we are. Mm. Of all your years and all your crazy dives and flying, has anyone ever not caught you on a dive? Oh yeah, hundreds of times. Anyone there's specifically? Actually, there's actually think? a clip of the double moonsault where I do it to the outside. I think we yeah, have that springboard clip. springboard double moonsault to the outside at Chikara. It was my second match in Chikara ever. And they're there, and then, like, they have good intentions. They're like, yeah, we're going to get him. But then they just go down, and then I just hit the floor. Nice. That's the like, one we no were one, watching, I got right? barely touched some hands, maybe. And, and I can imagine everybody looking at the other guy, I thought you had him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, well, the thing, like, one of the guys, he was, like, further than close. But he's like, just in case when you springboard, you go further, he wants to be there. And I was like, that's actually, that's actually a really good idea because that happens a lot. It happened to me before. So that's kind of why he wasn't there. Because, But still, like, it's all good. Yeah. I know they had good intentions. Yeah, but good intentions don't mean shit when you're no, in the emergency room <laughs> no. and your career's over. See, I was thinking of in the King of Flight tournament that Brian Kendrick put on, your match against yeah. Amazing Red, it looks like you dive out on Red and Red doesn't catch you. And then Red goes to I dive, think, and you just step to the side, and he just plows yeah. into like two rows of chairs. He told me to do that. Oh, he, he told. told okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was showing Christy this clip earlier. I was like, I don't know if Ricochet was just like, oh, okay, I got you, and then just took <laughs> no. two steps to the left and was like, huh, chairs caught you. But I remember, yeah, like barely skimming him and going off. Yeah. And then but, you um, tip back up to your feet, like, yeah, I'm good. Sometimes you have to, like, and your adrenaline's pumping, so you don't really feel it right there. <laughs> oh man! Now after, but now, yeah, there's been multiple times where I just hit the floor. And and the the thing is, is for for guys that don't do this or or that do do this but don't do those type of maneuvers, uh, after something like that happens, you still have to go out there unless you're going to eliminate that from you know from your repertoire. You're going to have to go out there and do it without being gun-shy, worrying about somebody missing you again. Yeah, it, no, you're right. Right? And that's a, like the next night or whenever, you have to do it again. And, and if you're, you're gun-shy, what happens when you're gun-shy? You, yep. you get hurt. Yeah. And that's actually, that, that's what I told, I've told this, I've told this to everybody. I say, 
overthinking is worse than not thinking a lot of the times. When you overthink yeah. something, like, again, you, you hesitate. And if you hesitate... Yeah. The best, the, the best way to be is that you don't actually have to consciously think. It just happens. Yeah. You know? And that's, what, that's also what I tell people, because people ask me all the time, like, hey, how do, I, how do I flip better or how do I do this? And it's like, man, like, I've just been doing it since I was four or five years old. Like, not, like, again, a lack of a better term, like, it, it just, that part comes so naturally to me, it's hard to explain it. Yeah, and if somebody... I, th- I think I do a pretty good explanation nowadays if somebody asks me a question like yeah. that, but at the same time, I'm like, man, like, it's hard to explain for me. And people, like, people, and I know I was like this when I was younger. I was terrible at doing backflips. Uh, I couldn't do one, actually, really. Yeah. Uh, but I was obsessed with being able to do one. Never could. Yeah. But I learned that... Okay, I was never going to be the best at it. Like so, and, yeah. and to me, you're one of the very best at it. Like if there's anyone better than you, uh, so you. you know, yeah, it's good that you're doing that. But I wouldn't be that guy that was going, oh, I really want to, you know, learn how to flip because it's really not going to make or break your career unless you're right. Yeah, you know? you're, you're definitely right. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like that's something I haven't really thought about. But um, I mean, you get by in your matches when you don't do them, right? Just yeah, oh, definitely. And that's yeah. what I was talking about earlier. Like, I try not to do them as often as possible unless I, like, have to or it's a big match or something. But, um, like, but like you said, like, if, again, I guess if you're not going to try to be the best at it, yeah, I mean. Plus, I mean, right. there's so many people doing it. Like, God, maybe try to come up with something different. I mean, it, even the way, yeah. the way you've done it, you took, okay. You you made it your own, like all all the the different ways you you do you do these things, like they're very distinctly ricochet. Yeah, and that's the thing, like especially with wrestling, like most everything has been done. Like there's not much nowadays that could be thought of that's not already been done. Yeah, if anything, to be honest with you, and so like it is about finding your way to do something. You know what I mean? Because no matter what you do, it's someone's already done it right because i mean you know a bunch of guys were doing double moon salts before you did it i mean come on well actually jack evans <laughs> did it off the cage oh yeah in ring of honor he doesn't count come on man He's <laughs> he did a freak. it off the cage but no one did it in a ring for me <laughs> right but i mean just anything like i do a shooting star press as well but sidell has the best shooting star press in the world so i try like to do it in a different way that's more me or something you sure. know or like something like like i said jack evans he was the one that did the 630 before me you know well he actually a couple people did it before him even but i try to find my own style the way i do it you know i feel like no one does it like i do no and it's also where you do it and when you do it and and, yeah you know uh because i've i mean you've come on man i know you've run into these guys uh around the world even that can do just amazing things but they still really suck Oh yeah, yeah. Like there are there are a lot of people like you want to name names that are way better. Yes, yes. We want you to name names. I'm just kidding. No, I don't want you to do that. And honestly, I can't. I can't really think of. Like I can think of their faces, but I like I don't know. Like like who are like much better. Like they can do flips better than me. But when it comes down to it, they suck. Like like they don't they don't work on the overall game. Exactly. I'm just being a smart ass. But yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and you, you you hope eventually they they'll you know some they'll get it and you, so you know what I, I I'm curious is uh, injuries have you had yeah. have you had any serious ones? Um, nothing too serious yet. I've had like my ankles. Both my ankles are 
or I think they're both bad, honestly. Right. But I think I may have broke one of them. I think maybe my left one. I think I may have broke my left yeah. ankle, but it wasn't even in wrestling. I went to this like open gym. It was like a gymnastic school, and they had like open gym like six to eight o'clock or something. And I went and I just practiced in my flips and stuff and I came down wrong and I think I broke my ankle. Yeah. But I didn't have insurance at the time, so I didn't go to the doctor. So I just wrapped it up real tight and just used my brother's crutches. And there's, I mean, honestly, um, well, I'm not a doctor. I don't need to be talking about. You were walking around with a broken foot. (laughs) Yeah. I was just wondering. Possibly. How much, how much you've had to work hurt. Um, Or chose to work hurt because we don't have yeah, to more do than more than I would I say more than I would like to, um, especially in Dragon, uh, not Dragon Gate, but Japan. You can't. At least I didn't feel comfortable being like, "Oh, I'm kind of hurting, so I don't want to do this match." Right. Unless it was like real bad, because I have had friends who were actually I was like hurt pretty bad. They had to take off, you know. But I've had to work like with a bum shoulder. My shoulder, this left one, actually is real bad for me. My knees, I remember one time I did something to my knee and I literally couldn't walk on it, but we had shows and I just had to tape it up. But luckily they're they're really good about hiding hiding stuff like that. Yeah. Like I would only do something small in the match, then I'd be out for the rest of the match. And they'd sure. do the rest. You know, I'd be like tag matches. Yeah. So like they still had me out there and um but I wasn't doing very much. So yeah, they, the they did really man, well with that. The six stuff. man or the the tag, usually the six man is the best. Uh, yeah. place to be buried and when you're hurt but now when you, when you were hurt did, did you feel like uh, you became a better worker um, because of it do you know what I mean kind of yeah because I kind of had that like you kind of have to yeah <laughs> you can't rely on that you can't rely on the you can't rely on that on so, the... and you also, you also kind of have to hide it yeah if that makes sense I'm actually hurt and I gotta hide it rather than like when you're supposed to hurt and you're supposed to yeah. show everyone you're hurt. So for, it did, like, it did, maybe. Well, for but me, also, like, I think it also hindered me to a point where, like, I shouldn't have even been walking on my ankle. Well, in that case, like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing it, but we still, we're, you know, somebody can tell us all they want, you know, and unless yeah. they're really, like, just, say, you know, forcing us not to do it, we're going to do it. I mean, if, yeah. if, if you give, uh, if somebody asked a wrestler, hey, are you good to go? I, I, I can't recall maybe yeah, um, less than a handful of times somebody going oh no I can't go my girlfriend broke her collarbone like the very first thing in the match yeah. like the very first thing broke her collarbone and then she like still like the referee's like are you alright and she's like yeah I'm good you you got a broken collarbone you're not good <laughs> but she like you know what I mean yeah. she still did the match she still did the match oh yeah you gotta do so it it's like, yeah like we, you, you can't tell us yeah, you can't tell. I guess, like you said, you can tell us, but yeah. if we're going to do it, we're going to do it regardless. I just, for me, when when what I mean by like I became a better worker uh, due to being injured, it was I had just coming up with other ways of getting that reaction when you can't get it yeah. the normal way, you know? When you can't get it the normal way, yeah. yeah. But like you said, like or like I said, like we were in like six man matches or eight man tag matches sometimes, so. They did. They were more focused on kind of hiding me out of the way, yeah. rather than me trying to get it. Like they would only literally, I'd I'd do one thing in the match, and then I'd be out for the rest of the match. So 
again, they, they really helped because I still got paid, you know what I mean, for wrestling. I didn't, yeah, you know, because at the time, at the time I was getting paid per match. So you got to be in the ring and, and working to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and that's the great thing about professional wrestling is that we can go out there and protect each other and, and look after yeah. each other and cover up if somebody's hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Like, and sometimes it happens during the middle of the match and you have to think of ways to like get around that, yeah. you know, to not, it's crazy how we have to just think on the fly, like just about crazy things, like instant reactions, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty wild sport, man. I work hurt every time I get in the ring. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working through like some permanent injuries, and and and, and, when, and so when I get back from the match, uh, I make sure to thank these guys for helping yeah. me for helping me continue to make a living. You know, I mean that's what they're doing out there when they're going out there and, and you know uh, covering up the fact that I'm walking in. You know, I'm walking wounded. So. Um, and that's the thing, like I get, especially if we've been wrestling for a while. None of us are a hundred percent. Nobody, nobody right. is hundred percent. Like, I'm pretty sure half of us. There's probably something major wrong with us. If like a normal person would walk into the doctor with whatever we was wrong with our bodies, they'd be like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you?" I'm something is wrong with every single one of us. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, like we can certainly see how that would happen. <laughs> before we let yeah. you go, I know uh, PWG is back February 18th, and you're wrestling Leo Rush, who's yes. a oh, I know young yeah, up-and-comer. I was wondering yeah. if there's any other young up-and-coming guys you have your eyes on in any federations that you'd like to work with or plan on having matches I mean, with. there's a couple. There's a bunch of guys. Um, um, there's a guy I like. I wouldn't. I would never tell him I like him, but a guy named Ethan Page, who's really oh. good. Uh, I've had a really good tag match with him. It was like me and Uha versus him and Michael Elgin. Um, I've rest. I I, th- I think me and Ethan would have a great singles match nowadays. Cause, but uh, he's a good one. Um, guy named Darby Allen. Have you heard of Darby Allen? He's an Evolve. I have not. No, he's a mind. he's an Evolve guy. He's he's brand like he's really new. I think me and Darby would have a really good match. He's crazy. He's like, as like he'll do anything. So, I think me and him could have a good one. And a guy named Jason Cade. He's he's just started. He's doing some evolve stuff. Um, Jason Cade. He's his like his his potential is really good. I think he's got a lot of potential. So he's a guy that I'd like to wrestle. Um, there's some more out there that. Have you seen this Joey Janela guy? I, I know Joey. Yeah, I know Joey too. Yeah, because I saw yeah. him. Him, Russell Leo, and this other uh, Southern California guy, Douglas James, at Pacific okay. Coast Wrestling, and they had a great match. And I was just yeah, thinking, I, like, I oh, man, Leo and Ricochet are going to kill it at PWG. <laughs> no, I'm super excited for that. Uh, uh, I've seen a bunch of Leo stuff, obviously. I know Leo. I've met him a bunch of times. And I just it just never happened. I don't know why. So um, I think that's going to be – and also me and Shane Strickland have never had a match together. Oh wow, that's so. And shocking. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna wrestle him at uh, Wrestling Revolver on April first. Oh, for Sammy, for Sammy, Sammy show. So that'd be our first time ever wrestling. Where's, and I think where, that's gonna be really cool. Where too. are the Wrestling Revolver shows? Where do the where does huh? he run? Where do, where does he run those? Um, I don't. I think where is he running? It's at noon. I don't know because like there's obviously different spots that day. But he normally runs the Wrestling Revolver out in Iowa. I think is where it usually oh, okay. runs. Okay. I think um, he's got one on May the fifth. It's, it's called we, uh, Wrestling Revolver pleads the fifth. 
<laughs> funny. But I, uh, I don't know where it's at. I want to say Iowa, though. They're always really cool shows. I, I want to be on that one, but I think I'll be in Japan. And what's your schedule like coming up? Uh, you're busy Man, every weekend, I'm, right? I'm literally busy every week, weekend. I'm busy almost every day of my life until like middle of June. Now, what do you and mean? That's, during... and that's only because like New Japan only books like six months in advance. Yes. So sometime in the next couple of months, I'll know my schedule after June too. Well, where are you working that keeps you busy in the middle of the week? Like, I just, I just got back from Spain like last night, two yeah. nights ago. So a lot of it's the traveling during the week, but um, like I'll have to leave like Thursday to get there, Friday to wrestle Saturday or yeah. something like that, you know. But uh, I'm wrestling like all these different places, Mexico, Costa Rica, Peru, England, Ireland, again, Spain, Scotland. I don't hear you. I don't hear you mention in UK very much. Uh, that's what I said. I wrestle, I'm wrestling in England on... Actually, this weekend, I'm wrestling for Insane Championship Wrestling oh, in gotcha. Newcastle. Very good. That's cool. And then I'm, uh, the weekend after that, I got What Culture, which oh, is also nice. in, It'll be somewhere in England. I forgot where. They just um, hit over a million subscribers on their YouTube. Yeah. Nice. So. They're, they're, that place is awesome. I just wrestled Cody, and I wrestled... Me and Tessa had a tag match there. It was awesome. Oh, what was that like? It was me and Tessa versus Will Ospreay and his girlfriend. <laughs> and, no, it was really cool. That's it was great. really good. Like we we did a, we had a really like a lot of the people were like that's the best intergender match I've ever seen. Like it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I was really proud of Tessa. Proud of B. Like they did really well. It was really good. Do you think being a real life couple helps with that chemistry? Yeah, I think so. Sometimes because like sometimes we'll go to the ring and we'll just like practice stuff and also like. We have our little like back and forth things that we like to do. Like we had a match to we had a match against each other a couple months ago, and that was really fun. That was really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think being an actual couple helps out a lot with that stuff. The in ring chemistry. That's cool. Well, no matter where you go or who you go up against, who your opponent is, we'll definitely be watching and be following along with you. It was this was great yeah, hearing man. from thank you today. Guys. Thank yeah, you so awesome. much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, great. I'm really great, especially considering how busy you are. Really grateful that uh, you were able to give us some of your time today, man. Uh, yeah, not a problem. And I just, I. I I can't uh, heap enough praise on you for for all the hard work you've done, and and you deserve all the success that you have now, and that you're you're going to have uh, in the future, man. Um, and that I guarantee you, you're going to have it. Um, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much, man. Huge fan. No, of I like I appreciate it. Like again, um, it's still crazy to me that <laughs> that. I don't know how to say it. It's crazy to me that this is still a thing like fucking X-Pac or <laughs> um, Jim Ross. Yeah. Uh, I was on Stone Cold's podcast. Like, yeah, man. Literally, like, the guys that I watched growing up. That's what now, happens, man. I just got to meet them. Not only meet them, but, like, really talk to them and really get them, like, it's... That's it's what happens. That's what happens when you follow your dreams. You do when you do what you're supposed to. You bust your ass, and you know. You're right. Like you're right. Like yeah. That's what I try to tell people. Like hard work does pay off. Yeah, like, right, it does. If you work hard enough, it work. It pays off. And again, like after meeting guys like you and Ray and Morrison and like Juice and Thunder Liger, like guys that I 
Stone Cold, Rock, whoever, after like getting like meet these guys and seeing like they're all genuine guys and still good guys, like it made me like it made my mental like state change. Like I just want to try to like help out anyone yeah. coming up and ask me quite like I want to try to help out everyone yeah. I can. Like I don't know, it's it's cool. Like again, like they say, don't meet your idols, but I've had nothing but good experiences so far. And that's and that's really it's really cool that 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 that's the case with you because. I know what it's like to meet one and they're an asshole. It sucks, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything you want to ask Sean before we let you go? Um, Time don't to put do you that on the spot, it, man. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have anything ready. Well, so if, you're gonna, if we're going to do that, people, we should let them know ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> Note to self. Yeah, I, didn't, but, I didn't have anything ready. Man, no, no. We just bring that on you like that. But. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much again, man. And uh, I really hope to see you soon, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to try to make it out to PG. I'm gonna, I just live right down the road from PWG. When when you guys are here, I'm going to definitely do my best to make oh, it. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, like I said, I'll be there February 18th, so maybe nice. we can meet up or something. Very cool. All right, man. We'll see you there. Thank you so much. All right, man. I'll, I'll see you guys. Thanks for having Thanks, me on man. again. Thanks, Thanks for the pleasure having you. Bye-bye. Nice. All right. Well, that was awesome. And we will be right back on AfterBuzz TV. Hey, guys. Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria. And it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. Thanks for continuing to hang out with us, X-Pac 12360 fans. We just wrapped up with Ricochet. And, you know, I think it's pretty cool that we have a lot of different kinds of conversations with people. Yes. You know, we've had legends, and we have a young guy like him who's out there just really doing it so well. Yeah. And, man, I, I, I'm not, you know, not patting us on the back, but I think we're giving the people a lot of different viewpoints, and that's cool. Yeah, and, and, and you, all, you two are fantastic uh, helping me out with this today because there are a lot of things that, you know, I just don't have time to... I mean, if I knew everything about every guest, you know... You always got something, though, and you always seem to have met them at some point in oh, time. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a true so. journeyman. Everyone knows you. But, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like you get out in the world a lot, a little and bit I or just, something. And also, um, besides just showing up and, and getting my money, I really, uh, um, really want to try to pass along, you know, the knowledge to these guys. And so I throw it out there. For just about everyone, and the ones that are worth giving it to, they they soak it in, and the other ones, it just goes right over their heads. Mm-hmm. Ricochet seems like he's one of the ones who knows to, to listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, before we go, I just wanted to uh, wish WSX, Wrestling Society X, happy 10th anniversary. It's I thought you were going to yeah. wish Bruce Lee a happy birthday. Well, I was going to do that next. <laughs> oh. Thanks, man. <laughs> Shit, Jimbo. February 1st, today, is the birthday of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, sharing it with Wrestling Society X. Yeah, well, um, I don't know about if if February 1st is the actual anniversary of Wrestling... No, Monday uh, was the anniversary of when it aired on MTV. Of its premiere. Uh, Yeah. I'm following them on Twitter. Ten years later. I mean, crazy. Okay, Seth Rollins was there, and we know that... People that didn't know that know it because they tweeted a picture out. Oh yeah, him and Jimmy yeah, Jacobs. And Jimmy Jacobs, uh, Matt Seidel, who? Jeez, oh, Joey Ryan. Yeah, Joey Ryan. Um, oh my God. Expert. Now, now I'm drawing a blank, but 
There's so many. A lot of great stuff. Jack Evans. And for anyone that's never seen WSX, uh, when they watch it, um, they're going to go, oh my God, this looks an awful lot like Lucha Underground. So, oh, imagine yeah. that. And Doc 20. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Human Tornado. There's a, there's quite the Vampiro. Cast. Vampiro. Uh, Ricky Banderas, who's now that's Mil, right. Mil, Match, Mil, oh. Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes. Thank you. That's a tough one to spit out. I'm tied today. (laughs) Well, that was awesome. This has been so much fun, guys. My name is Christy Olson. You guys can always hit me up at Christy Reports. And make sure you please head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash xpoc12360show. Give us a little thumbs up. We always are offering extra exclusive content there. And on our Instagram at xpoc12360. And you can, of course, get your very stylish xpoc12360 t-shirts They're not stylish, actually. They're just freaking cool. Show everybody that you're part of the crew and get one of those from Sean Waltman's store on ProWrestlingTees.com. We all have one. You guys want one, too. Jimbo's got one. Yeah. Not today. I'm wearing my ricochet shirt. (laughs) Where can everybody hit you up at if they want to hear about these? Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Find my documentary, The Young Bucks, Two Sweet Journey, at HighSpots.com. Lucha Underground, the second half of this season three, will be back May 31st. And they just announced that they're going to be on Netflix. So congratulations ah, the rumors to are true. Now everyone can see it. That's so. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Well, Sean, I don't know if you'll be watching and sharing your thoughts, but where would you be doing that if so? I'd be doing it at the Real X Pac on Twitter. That's where I'm doing it. I think I'm going to go watch Grunt the Wrestling Movie. I definitely want to go watch that movie. Everyone should check that out. You can actually find it on YouTube right now. It's uh, a lot of people are going what. Just, just look it up and <laughs> watch it. it. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all do it. You guys, too. All yeah. of us. And, and we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it next week. week. That's right. All right, y'all. Jinx. All right. See you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of AfterBuzz Wrestling Christy Olson, and managing producer of AfterBuzz Wrestling Mark Vidonica and the entire Xbox 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!